Uh, today, uh, I'm going to be continuing the short uh, holiday sermon series that we've started called I Didn't Even Know That Was In The Bible. If you remember last week, I was saying that uh, occasionally I like to delve into the small forgotten books of the Bible, which uh, we tend to ignore, but which have a lot to offer us. And these holidays, we're looking at Haggai, which is one of the small, often forgotten books in the Bible. He was one of the uh, minor prophets in the latter part of the Old Testament. Well, Haggai is a short book. It has a very simple message. As we saw last week, Haggai was teaching in Jerusalem in the period after the return from exile in Babylon in the 6th century BC. And he encouraged the people in Jerusalem uh, to really get cracking on rebuilding the temple as a sign of their commitment to God. And Haggai reminds us overall that it is important for us to put first things first and to get to the heart of our spiritual life and get that right and let everything else in our life flow from that. Haggai would say that if we ignore building the house of God in our lives, uh, the need to have God's presence at the heart of our community, then we'll get onto the wrong track. And fortunately, as we saw in his own day, the people of Jerusalem listened to what he had to say and started to rebuild the temple. But in chapter 2 today, as Melissa read, we see that they hit a snag after about a month or so. It wasn't a practical obstacle that they hit in this building project. It was actually a psychological one. And the issue was that they found that once they started on the project, they realised how much work it's going to be and how bad things are now compared to what they used to be. There's a sense of them, oh, we're in this bad season, you know, the good old days when the the old temple was around and when Jerusalem was this great prosperous city is never really going to come back again and we have to deal with that. And they have to contemplate this unreconstructed ruin on the temple site. And it's discouraging for them. And so in verse 3, Haggai tells the leaders of Jerusalem to say to the people, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? What do you think about the idea of the good old days? Were there good old days? Did things used to be better in the past? It is easy for us to get into that mood sometimes, particularly on bad days or a difficult period, like the period perhaps since March 2020. And in the mindset of the good old days, we can see that the golden age of life was in the past, when things were easier, things were better, and nowadays things are less enjoyable, less hopeful than they used to be. Uh, The narrative of the good old days is one that can actually take hold of entire civilizations at times. It was very common in the ancient world around this time, for instance, to believe that in the distant past, that was when the golden age was, when the gods were present, blessing the world. People were strong, people were good, and everything was in harmony. And that would be contrasted with the present day when things were were all in decline and all the people were foolish, useless, and weak. And that's a narrative that some people might have about uh, 2021, if we look back over the decades to what Australia used to be like compared to what it is now. Um, I I do tend to think, though, that the actual reality is that every period of history has good sides and bad sides, and when we look back after a while, we just forget the bad. We can escape to memories of the golden past because it can be hard to chase the, chase, face the challenges of today. And that seemed to be the temptation that the people of Jerusalem had in the time of Haggai, to look back to the golden age, the good old days of the temple of, uh, in the past, and to be discouraged. 
So what Haggai does then is what the prophets always did, which was to completely turn this perspective around with a word from the Lord. He says the good times, the good old days, they're not in the past, they're actually in the future. The best is yet to come. So God's word to them is that from this point, the temple and its legacy are actually only going to become greater over time in the future until the glory that is to come will be so much greater than the glory that was in the temple of Solomon that it won't even be worth comparing with it. As we saw in the book of Acts, this is actually the biblical story and it's the story that God's people keep hearing, that God actually is not um, calling his people to look backwards but actually to look forward and to move with him and to go forward on a journey into his promises for creation and for his people. The best is yet to come. So that's the rest of the message that Haggai gives to them. He says, the Lord says, I am with you. I already brought you out of Egypt. And this obviously refers to the actual exodus from Egypt under Moses. But also it would say, I brought you out of exile as well. Another form of Egypt. I'm with you. Again, they had been liberated. They had come back to live in their own land. So God was with them moving forward. And he says, my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And because of that, because he says, I'm still with you, he asks them to trust that the future will be greater than the past, even if it doesn't seem like it, and that he still has plans for the world and for them. It's amazing to me um, that life often produces illustrations of the biblical passage that I'm about to preach on. I think Holly found this as well. So in verses 6 to 7, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, in a little while, little once... While I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory. And as we saw, we've had our own experience this week of the earth being shaken and what that is like. And we can see how it tests things when they're shaken and reminds us of our fragility and our need for stability. Um, And the stability and, and peace that these people are looking for in Israel at the time in this time of shaking is coming from the promises of God based on the history of their life with him. As the world is shaken by God's presence, they will stand. So when the people of Israel look back into their past, he says, well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't look back and see the good old days when people were better and stronger and smarter than they are now. And if you read the older stories of the Old Testament, that's really not what was going on anyway. What they should see instead as they look back is the unchanging faithfulness of the Lord throughout their history. The good things of the past came from God and so the good things of the future will come from God as well. They don't need to be like these heroes of old and build a better future off their own backs. They need to trust God and obey him in their own time and trust that he will bring out of it what he wants even if their own time is discouraging one and things look like they're going from bad to worse or just not getting better. In the previous chapter, chapter 1, we saw they were encouraged to rebuild the Lord's house. In this chapter, they're reminded that it's actually the Lord who builds with them as they do that. Psalm 127, for instance, picks up this idea of the Lord building. It says from verse 1, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guard stands watch in vain. God's going to build with them. They have their own part, but he is the real builder. And the temple 
in Jerusalem that Haggai's talking about, it'll be built and it'll be what it will be. But he's saying to them, the plans and building of the Lord throughout the world to fill his world with his presence, that will be completed because it is his work. He is building it. So again, I think as we read this today, the message for us is it's the same as it was for the people of Jerusalem at that time. Um, All of us who are Christians are involved in this long-term building project of God for the world to be filled with the presence of his spirit through Jesus. And we're part of that as the people in Haggai's day were too. And that project in the world has its seasons as well. And it's not always easy to see it happening or to hold on to the hope that it's going forward. And we too can become prone to narratives of decline looking back at the way things used to be for the church perhaps or for our country or culture um, and feel discouraged perhaps by the way things are now. And that can inspire us at times to be a bit reactive perhaps or critical, fearful of the future. Particularly, of course, when things are as grim as they are in some respects now at the moment. We are in a season, aren't we, when the largest earthquake in Victoria's recorded history is an amusing diversion from our real troubles. <laughs> it's an interesting time. So how do we feel about the future? How do we feel about the present, when, which, which is going to require us in 2021, 2022 and beyond to actually do a serious amount of rebuilding at times in a very discouraging uh, site? One of the benefits of having live stream is I can't really see many people apart from the couple of people here and they're all wearing masks, um, groan or roll their eyes when I make the inevitable Lord of the Rings uh, references in my sermons at the moment. Um, But there is a line in that book, that story, that expresses I think what Haggai is communicating here uh, and what Christians can take from the biblical story of God's building work. So early on in The Lord of the Rings, Frodo is lamenting to Gandalf, the wizard, that he, that he happens to be alive during this war and that it's him who has to carry the ring. And he speaks to Gandalf about it and he says, I wish this need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to, do, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. I won't do any more Lord of the Rings references for at least a couple of weeks yet, okay. So I wish we lived in the good old days, and I think we all do too, you know, but we don't. We live in now. We live in the days that we're in. And we have to decide what we're going to do in them. But as we live as Christians in the light of Jesus, who has risen from the dead. And that's our, that's our hope. And that changes the confidence that we have in the future that God's going to bring to the world. Um, God's future plans are secure. He is with us, as he says. In verse 4, Haggai gives this message to the people. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you. Be strong and work, for I am with you. Paul writes to the Corinthian church in the New Testament. He talks to them about the resurrection of Jesus, and he says a very similar thing to Haggai in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Paul says to them, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. It's the same message. Work, be strong now. The Lord is with us. What we do is not in vain. So look, are we in the good old days now? Perhaps. When we look back, we will say we were. But if we look around at our life at the moment, is it like looking at a discouraging building site where not much work has been done yet? that reminds us of the way things used to be. Well, either way, 
Our hope is in the Lord Almighty, his faithfulness. And everything that we do should have that, that hope behind it. Nothing that we will do will be wasted in the end. And that's what Haggai is encouraging these people. The Lord has his plans. And when everything is finished, we'll all be able to sit down with Haggai and celebrate with him and with Zerubbabel and with Joshua, son of Josedek, and everyone else who has been working on this building project with us throughout history. So let's be encouraged as we get, work, get to work on that again today. Let me pray as we reflect on that this morning. We thank you, Lord, that your building has been continuing since the creation of the world. As we look around at our world, Lord, at times it is very discouraging to see the ruins around us and the difficulties of rebuilding. I pray that in the midst of that, you would be with us, that we would be strong in your presence, that you would fill us with hope as Jesus has conquered the grave. And I pray for all the plans we have for the future, that you would be with them and guide us with hope and peace. In Jesus' name, amen.